Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. I'm Adol Kozilski sitting next to me, my bestie. <laughs> Fagy Stern. Good morning, Fagy Stern. How are you today? I'm just so glad. It's, it's actually beautiful outside today. Mm. And the uh, rain was a bit of a nuisance, but it, my garden was happy. <laughs> Absolutely right. right. Today we are going to be learning about an alternative therapy. And um, just before the show, I was discussing it. And um, I'm going to give you a personal story and then introduce our guest. Um, many years ago, probably just more than 20 years ago, one of my little kids was in the presence of an older um an older uh, acquaintance, business acquaintance. He was a middle-aged guy. He was uh, just hanging around, and she walked into the office while I was talking to him, and he thought he was being cute, and he went, like this to her, and for some unknown reason that none of us even realized at the time, she actually caught an incredible fright. Hmm. And then what happened was that for the next two, three weeks, um, every time my little daughter saw an elderly man, like an older man with gray hair, she would have a freak attack, an absolute freak attack. And it came to her head one day she was supposed to go play at a friend, and the grandfather came to fetch them, and she couldn't even get into the car. She went hysterical, hysterical like you'd think that she had seen the devil. And I'd, I was confounded. I didn't know what to do. And eventually I was um, advised to take her to an art therapist. Um, and through art therapy, and that's what we're going to be discussing today, um, they, they got it right. They just they, they got that fright out of her. Uh, today it's a standing joke. She says hello to the guy and everybody laughs and, you know. Interesting you know. question, though. What made you think of going to art therapy versus going to a therapist? Well, how can you therapize a four- or five-year-old? You know, you can't, like, sit there and get them to really discuss feelings in a way that, you know, an adult will and, you know, for them to cognitively understand. She was a little, she was a little, little girl. So it was through... And how often, if, if a child behaves like that or reacts like that, you just say, well, you know, what's your problem? And carry on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, discussion, and that's what we're going to be discussing today. We've got Gabriella Folkson. She's a registered art psychotherapist with an absolute passion and belief in the power of art therapy. After she completed her um, undergrad degree in English and psychology at WITS, she went on to do her honors in psychology at WITS, her master's in art theory at art therapy at the University of Roehampton in London, England. She says her master's degree was through a Jungian, Jungian, how do I pronounce that? <laughs> Jungian. Jungian. Jungian lens. And she was very inspired by the creative uh, way of therapy as well as traditional Freudian uh, uh, psychotherapy. So we're going to have a very, very interesting conversation, and we invite you to join us in the studio. 34519 is our SMS line. 061-895-1019 is our telegram number. Thank you, Gabriella, for joining us. We're really, really uh, excited to talk to you today. Good morning and welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay, let's let's jump into a little bit about your, yourself and you know what made you want to 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 get into art therapy, and then we'll get onto what it is and you know what it does for people. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Great. So I've always loved art and doing art has always been a hobby of mine. And I think when I was thinking about what I wanted to do as a career, um, therapy and working with people and helping people find meaning in their lives sounded like something I wanted to do. And art therapy felt like the perfect synthesis and combination to really get to the bottom of people and how they're feeling in life. But unfortunately, it wasn't offered in South Africa at the time when I was studying. So I just went and did a basic honors in psychology degree. And with a bit of exploring, a bit of gap years and a bit of courses, um, you know, and I thought I was just going to go that route. But eventually I actually took the big step and I moved to London and I studied art therapy. I did my master's in art therapy in London. Um, and then I came back to South Africa to put it into practice. Yeah. It's interesting that when we were discussing, when I was telling you before the show, the story about my daughter, you were actually flabbergasted that there was art therapy in in South Africa so, so long ago. And even I think now, I don't think there are, are there a lot of art therapists or is it still like a very, very specific type of, of therapy that very few people you know, get into? So up until last year, I think there were 13 registered art therapists registered. I mean, maybe unregistered, I'm unaware of them, um, of which we all got our degrees overseas. Last year, for the first time, they pioneered the first master's in art therapy in South Africa. So as of this year, there should be maybe another 10 more or more. So this is the first year that that's starting. Still, that's still, that's still very, very little, like compared yes. to, you know, who it is and where you have to, uh, you know, where, you know, the population. It's kind of like genetic counselors. There are very few in South Africa for the, for the entire population. Yeah. Okay. Explain to us what art therapy is. Let's get into what, what it actually is. So in a nutshell, I mean, we can go on for hours on what it actually is, but in a nutshell, it's basically the same idea as talking therapy where the healing comes through bringing about what's being buried, what's in the unconscious. But instead of only using words, you use art as a tool to access the, the deeper aspects of a person. So along with words and reflection and discussion, you also have the art as a tool to, to engage with the person. I was driving here actually thinking to myself about the concept of therapy and, you know, going to sit and speak to a therapist and kind of get over your, your issues or find what the problems are. But number one, obviously, I feel like some people, obviously, like you, you talk about a four-year-old or a little child that doesn't know how to express themselves. But you have adults that don't know how to express themselves, and it could take many years to actually figure out what the problems are or to get to the root cause. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine with something like art therapy, also that fear is taken away, and you're kind of just relaxing with a person, drawing something. It's uh, maybe it's easier to get to the root cause that way. A hundred percent. I think it's not even not being able to express oneself. I think there's also the aspect of actually not even knowing what it is to express. So a person can come in thinking they bothered by X and through the art and through the engagement and the reflection, the art brings about that it actually was so much bigger than that or something else completely that just manifested in a different way. And it just almost yeah brings attention to so many details of a person that they didn't even realize they had themselves. Um, and when you say easier, I think the art does add that element of safety in a therapy room because Talking therapy can, for some people, feel quite intimidating. You know, you have to sit down and think of something to say and bring it. And the fear, the fear aspect is taken away when you're doing art. The art, yeah, the art acts as almost like a bridge between the client's inner world and reality, and it, it like paves the way to sort of bring 
bring the words and to bring what needs to be brought in a, in a safer way. Well, the client then had to know how to draw, how to be an artist in order to come to art therapy. So that's actually the most common question I get in my frequently asked questions. And um, I always, so, so people always phrase it to me, do I have to be good at art to do art therapy? And I always used to say, no, um, art therapy is about being able to express yourself. So in fact, coming in, you know, wanting to create something good or technically skilled could almost be a hindrance because it's not about creating something aesthetically pleasing. It's about having an opportunity to totally express yourself in whatever way that looks like, whatever way comes out. The, the end result is, is in some ways less, um, less attention is given to it. Um, subsequently, I've changed my answer um, with a little bit more experience and work experience. And um, my answer now is everyone is actually good at art. Everyone has something in them that's creative, that is able to create something and express something in an artistic way. They just need the platform to do so. And that's what art therapy also provides. Uh, you're speaking, we're speaking with Gabriella Fox and we're speaking about art therapy. If you have any questions, or comments, would like to join the chat, then 34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our telegram number. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Just a correction. Um, I was using Gabriella's married name. She, she practices under Mendelssohn. So Gabriella Mendelssohn for all those. Um, that wanted to be in touch with her later. So, um, Gabriela, what the question I was going to ask you was: Do you find that the people that come to art therapy tend to be less articulate or less cerebral? Like, in, in, in explain, you know, speaking about their feelings, because you think that that would be a hindrance if you go to normal psychotherapy. You've got to have the words, you have to have the courage, you have to, in a sense, it's like intellect driven that you can intellectualize your emotions and speak about it and then, you know, take it back in again. So like if people are not like that, then this would probably be a very sweet spot for them. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's, it's not necessarily because if you feel like you can't articulate, therefore you should come for art therapy. Um, I think art therapy is also for people who can articulate themselves very beautifully. So definitely doesn't exclude that uh, population. But if you are in art therapy and are struggling to articulate, then it can help with that. Um, but definitely people who also talk well and express themselves well. It's stuck over here. We're just but in the same way um, the material. Okay, we just we lost you a little bit there. Your internet connectivity went a little haywire. Can you just repeat the last two, three sentences? Yeah, I just said that um, it's for everyone and anyone, not necessarily for people who, who can't articulate. Um, people who can articulate will also benefit just as much. Um, it might just help more if someone struggles to express themselves. It can be used as a tool, but it is really beneficial for everyone and anyone. It's also... Uh, not just for articulation and um, expression. I think it's also to tap into creativity. Mm. Um, I think as adults, especially, we don't we don't um, in our day to day life 
fantasize, use our imagination, pretend, play, create, express. We, you know, we're so busy grocery shopping and ticking boxes and doing what we have to do that we don't do that. Um, and I think art therapy is a way to just tap into that, you know, right brain, right side of the brain and creative side of the brain, um, which is also really necessary for everyone to have it's that space. Better, because aside from coming to actual art therapy and finding out what your problems are, actually going to art is like a therapy. Yeah. Like I was saying before the show about, you know, taking my son to ther- to art, you, you would think just have a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old boy going to art, but actually for me, that's their therapy. And the way that they feel after they come out of art is unbelievable. And they really, you know, connect with the teacher. I mean, when I was in Montreal and I first got married and I was in the minus 40 snow and didn't have that much to do with my life, you know, didn't have that many connections and friends. My mother-in-law uh, was, you know, she went to art once a week for three hours at a time and I actually started joining her. And for me, that was like a therapy. It was amazing. You feel... Mm-hmm. You actually, you actually learn a lot of life lessons from doing art, which is also beautiful. Yeah, for sure. I think you can make a distinction between art therapy and therapeutic art. Yes. And I think along with art therapy, there is the therapeutic aspects of just simply creating art. You know, the, in art therapies, there's a reflection and the discussion and the finding meaning, but there is also the, the added benefit that automatically comes with it which is art in and of itself is therapeutic simply creating is therapeutic and also uh, creating in a, the, the therapeutic creating in this space um also allows for the client to be witnessed so yes. even if the discussion doesn't go deep or a lot doesn't come up in in what the artwork means um there's just that aspect of the client creating and the therapist witnessing which validates the client's experience which in and of itself is also very healing Uh, in your practice do you see more kids adults or is there an equal balance like what 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 type of a practice do you do you have so in my private practice currently i mostly see kids um, art therapy is very much for both adults and kids, but I think especially maybe because it's still new in South Africa, there is a misconception that it's m- m- mainly for kids. Um, so I do tend to be seeing more kids at the moment, but I am hoping that once um, art therapy co- becomes more known um, and people know more about it, uh, that myth will be busted and adults will also start coming for art therapy. So can you can you walk us through a patient, kid or otherwise, that comes into in, into your room. You know, generally, you, when you go into a standard psychotherapy session, you know, this. How can I help you? And you go, say, Well, I'm bothered with this. I'm trying to get this, and you know, that's how the conversation starts, and that's how you start digging around. How do you handle it? Um, so there's two different types of uh, of conducting a session in art therapy. You would get directive art therapy and non-directive art therapy. Direct- Okay, it seems that we're having a bit of a connection. We're going to go for a little bit of an ad break and we're just going to wait for Gabriella just to log in and log okay, out. I've lost a little bit. Um, and then uh, we will continue. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Indeed, this is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. Just having a little bit of technical difficulties. Got to love the internet sometimes and our electricity. We've got Gabriella Mendelssohn back on again. We were discussing just before our uh, our static interference. Um, 
you know, how, what type of therapy and, and, and what happens in your room. And you started telling us there's directive therapy and non-directive. So let's start with the directive again. So directive would be if there is a very specific goal that needs to be achieved. Um, and then I would come in with a pre-planned activity and then I would conduct the, the activity or art process. I think art process is a, is a better term according to the, the goal that needs to be achieved. Um, this would happen more with short-term therapy. So someone's coming in with something very specific that they want to work through um, or group therapy. I would often run group sessions with a, um, a theme or a goal in mind and it's eight weeks and we are working on X, Y, and Z um, or, or once-off workshops. I've done a lot of once-off workshops in the community with a very specific theme and then I come with an art process and that's how it works. Um, Non-directive, which is what I tend to use more in my private practice, is when the client chooses how the session should run. So I lay out the art material and the client comes in and explores. And already from the point of where they start choosing what art materials they want to use, you can already start getting a sense of what they want to tell you unconsciously. So a client that always tends towards pencil crayons, very sharp, very neat pencil crayons, you can already start sensing this idea of control versus a client who's going to come in and jump straight towards the messy finger paints or charcoal or something more expressive, you can you can start to get a sense of where they're going to be going with the session. And then they create. They create whatever they want, how they want. Sometimes we talk during the creation time. So we chat while they're creating. Sometimes I allow the patient to create in silence. And as I mentioned before, it's just about witnessing just being there, having that presence and witnessing. Um, and then afterwards, we have a space for reflection um, where we, uh, I think people often like to ask me, do you analyze my artwork? Um, and I, I stay away from the word analyze because analyze means I'm the authority and I get to tell you what you've done um, and to like interpret what you've done. And I know you better than you know you. So I stay away from the word analyze, but I like to use the word reflect because reflect implies that it's a relationship. Let's talk about this together. I see you've used a lot of green. What does green mean to you? What does it bring up for you? What experience, et cetera? Right, and just even in the non-directive, if, if a parent, for example, if I brought my little kid and said, listen, she's just having a nervous breakdown seeing, you know, older men. Every time she sees like a grandfather, she, she you know, she, she goes into fright mode she, you know, she gets very nervous. She starts crying. She runs away. Like, would that is that fall in then into directive? No, like just that you've got you've got prior knowledge of what it is that you actually have to help the the, the, the child work through. And then also yeah. with, that, with that exact example, how do you find exactly what happened? Or or sometimes you don't find exactly what happened, and then they just feel calmer. Um, yeah, I think both. I think that is the beauty of art therapy is that, as we've discussed up until now, there's the therapeutic aspect to it. There's the witnessing aspect to it. Um, but Adel, um, with regards to your story, I think what stood out for me so much is that there was so much imagery in your story. Like you described for me exactly what he looked like, how tall he was, what color hair he was. So as you were describing it with so much detail to the imagery, I was like, no wonder art therapy was the answer for this situation because it was all about that like visual and art yeah. therapy is all about visuals and imagery and using that for healing 
Yeah, I, I, I think that that look, she got scared by his look, not by what he did. Like he was, he was trying. You know, like when you see a little kid, you go tru, 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 and you try to be sweeter. That's what he was trying to do. For some unknown reason, her brain went and said, "He looks really scary." Mm. You know, and that it, it was a visual. It, it was it was a visual for my kid. And that's why the art would have been a perfect opportunity for her to express that visual mm. and to take that imagery and to transform it or to make it her own or to take control over the imagery of the situation that was so triggering for her. So if a kid takes a red pencil and starts scribbling all over a paper, you, <laughs> you just say, wow, you must feel very angry and frustrated about something. I mean, are you actually therapizing through that? Um. Again, I, I would try not to assume things so much instead of saying you must feel very angry and frustrated because red to me might symbolize anger and frustration. I would ask them what red means to them first before I jump to that because red to them could mean something else. It could be passion or love or excitement. So I would first offer that opportunity to, to try and engage a little bit more into what they're trying to tell me rather than trying to interpret or assume what I'm bringing to the session. I'm laughing as a memory of this, this kid that went through the hard therapy. She coloured everything <laughs> in the house. She take cookies and after the art therapy, I'll be so like always, like that. I think, like I'm starting to laugh now because I think to myself, well, maybe she was trying to express much more than I ever was intuitive about. She coloured the walls, she coloured the cupboard, cupboards, she coloured the, the the duvet covers. We still laugh today. We'll open up books at the front pages. <laughs> well, how fascinating is that? When you see your children starting to write all over the wall, now we have to figure out what they're really feeling. I didn't see them writing on the wall. Then, honestly, I was like completely... <laughs> let, let me ask you this question, though. Um, what about adults? You know, lots, lots of adult behavior today, we, we've, we've come to understand, come from, um, can I use the word subliminal or, or under undercurrent traumas? Like, not, not that we were like, in a, you know, God would like October 7th, right? That everybody understood as traumatic. Whatever, we were, we were tiny and the teacher shouted at you or your mother looked at you wrong or, you know, you got scared across the And maybe it happened like a number of times and we grow up into adults and then we have certain behaviors that we exhibit because we're carrying those traumas like can that come out in art therapy for sure for sure it really does offer a space to be expressive and the more expressive a person is and yeah i think it's also about the the discussion that goes around it and just the more expressive and more discussion the more expression and discussion that takes place, the deeper you can go into what could have been a trigger from a long time ago. And I think also just to emphasize at this point, the building of the therapeutic relationship, which isn't specific to our therapy, but I definitely think the more a client will come in and trust the therapist after could for some clients take a few sessions, few weeks, few months, years, then obviously the more the more opportunity there is for other stuff to come up and previous triggers to come up. So that, that's what I was going to ask you next. Like what, what ordinarily is a time space like for, for therapy? Like again, going back to, 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 to my child, I think it took maybe six, seven sessions and just everything mm -hmm. calmed down. And, you know, we went on our merry way saying that she, I had to paint my walls every so often, <laughs> but you know, what, what, what type of, course is, is there a generalization or it just depends on on the patient 
sure, that is really the, the only answer I can give you is how long is a piece of string. Mm. Um, it, there really is, it's no one, one size fits all for therapy. It really is dependent on the patient, the situation. Uh, there's so many factors at play um, that determine how long the therapy will be. Um, unfortunately, sometimes it's just financial reasons that, you know, a person can only afford three sessions or medical aid runs out. So that can often cut therapy. That that I find is my most uh, common cutting uh, of therapy. Um, but other than that, it really is about the individual. Aside from, aside from art therapy being more of like a psychological, what happened to you in my life, you know, what happened to me in my life, would you use it ever in the sense of like an OT OT type of session where someone has sensory issues, um, can't touch the paint, can't feel the paint, can't touch the glue, that type of therapy, or that's not what you, you like um, more of like I a sensory experience. I definitely think that comes naturally with the with the art. Um, whatever it is, and also obviously depending on the age of the the client, but maybe with older people you can use that as an opportunity to reflect on why there is a sensory aversion to certain materials. Um, So if there is an aversion to paint or to glue, instead of using the art therapy in an OT way to overcome the, the sensory aversion, rather to use the therapy space to reflect on why there is a sensory aversion in the first place, because obviously there's a very, very real reason for that. And we need to get to the bottom of that. Just to finish off before we go to the ad break, I feel like sensory stuff really does play a role in people's lives, you know, with regard to anxiety and overwhelm, you know, so that it is a therapeutic space. Mm. For sure. We're talking to Gabriella Mendelssohn about art therapy. She's joined the conversation. 34519 is our SMS line. 061-895-1019, our telegram number. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Gabriella, one other question I have about art therapy is, does it work in a couple um, environment or in a group environment? Was it only good when it's an individual? Definitely works so beautifully in a group environment. I have done so much um yeah such meaningful sessions in a group space um in fact my very first ever experience of art therapy was um with holocaust survivors and it was a group it was a weekly group i think it was for eight weeks um and it was really really powerful and the group space um yeah offers the opportunity to reflect on each other's work, um, which enriches the experience so much. I think also, again, with also talking therapy, not specific to art therapy, but there is power in group therapy because then you get to see a microcosm of the of the bigger dynamic. Mm-hmm. So if, if in, in, in an individual session, a patient comes in and says, um, my friends leave me out at school, no one likes me, you know, you only have that to go with. And you, you have to believe them because you don't have any proof otherwise. Whereas in a group session, you can see that that particular person might actually put themselves in a position that they remove themselves from the group for whatever reason. And then you can identify that they, you know, self-sabotaging or have a self-esteem difficulties. And you can work on that because you're seeing their situation in in an almost a real 
environment. Well, so the group get into like a school setting. Like I can imagine a girls' high school <laughs> having a nice yeah. therapy session, so, with, you know, bullying and. Mm. A group space is very powerful. It is really, really powerful, and I've done a lot of group work. Would you set? Would you set the intention though? Because you know, to get a motley bunch of people, you know, maybe a lot of them feeling vulnerable, and a lot of them, you know, not wanting to express themselves. Would you go and say, like, let, let's take the example that Faki just gave, like, going to a girls' high school, right? Um, everybody's very conscious of uh, conscious of, of of sharing their feelings. But, you know, you maybe you want, would you go and say, we're going to discuss bullying today, like, you know, or whatever, and, and set set like an agenda? Or is it as free flow as, okay, everybody start drawing and then you start leading and seeing what people are actually, are actually saying? I would have to assess the situation. Um, as I said, you do have the options for directive or non-directive. So, you know, depending on the, the goal, what's, what we want to achieve, um, how much time I have will depend on whether I would come with a pre-planned process or if I would allow for the space to be non-directive and everyone brings what they want to the table. Um, I think what would make group work more successful is that the group is homogenous. So yes. I wouldn't just, um, you know, start a group, anyone who wants to come, come. I would say this is a group for females experiencing, um, you know, this or or um, kids between this age and this age. You know, you would try and make it as homogenous as possible to get the best results. Okay, so um, how, affordable, how affordable is art therapy in the South African context? So, I mean, I think it differs in private practice where you're at. I think um, where the question really comes in is, you know, art material is expensive. So sometimes to be doing art therapy in a South African context, people question maybe this isn't the best therapy for South Africa because who's going to pay for all this expensive art material? Um, and I think what's really beautiful about art therapy is who needs art material for art therapy? Um, often when I'm put into a situation where there is no um, budget for art material, I'll say, great, let's go and explore nature. Everyone go into nature, choose leaves, choose flowers, choose something that speaks to you, come back into the circle and we're going to create something around the theme of trees and nature and um, put it all together <laughs> in that Africa, Because you, you, look, you look at all of these guys in the corners, they don't have any money, but they're, they're using scraps and they're using the plastic bottles and they're using whatever they can find to make the most beautiful art. Exactly. And you can say, uh, please bring egg cartons, please collect plastic bottles, please collect anything that, you know, one man's junk is another man's treasure. And I think that's also what art therapy does is that it gives the opportunity to transform something into nothing. And when, when something is normally disregarded as, oh, I don't need that art therapy says, no, let's make this into an artwork. If we can't afford art material, let's use what we've got. So is your charge a psychotherapy tariff plus art material? And then my, my my extra question to that is like, what art material? Like you'll have clay, you'll have, uh, uh, you know, pencil, you'll have oils, you'll have acrylic. Like what, what art mediums do you use? I mean, all of that would be um, individual to each different art therapist. I think some of the staples that I have in my box would be acrylic paint not oil paint. Oil paint is impossible to get out of clothes or anything and also takes very long to dry. 
So when you're in an expressive space, you want something that's going to dry quickly. So acrylic paint, water paint, watercolor is great. Um, charcoal, I love charcoal. Clients love charcoal. Pencil crayons, chalk pastels, oil pastels, blue, scissors, um, different types of paper. Um, so that type of stuff. Clay sometimes. I would use clay for a more directive activity. Um, I don't bring it to every session, but if I have something in mind that I want to bring for a specific client, then I'll, I'll bring clay. I'm going to ask you a, a personal question. Do you do you therapize yourself or like when you've got feelings that you have to, would you use art as a medium like to understand yourself? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> I think if I answered no, uh, you may as well kick me off the air right now. Um, I've definitely found that it's helped me so much in my own life. People sometimes practice something and they don't practice it on themselves, you know. They find it like maybe too vulnerable or, you know, they, they, they're too too scared to go go in themselves. Like I, I, I find this a fascinating conversation. I feel like art literally just calms down your nervous system. You know, when you mm. – at the end of a three-hour session, you look at your watch and you say, how is it possible that that was three hours? You know, your body goes into completely different states and almost three hours you could carry it on. It's, yeah. you know, yesterday when I picked up my son from art and I looked at his face and the way that he was talking to the teacher – I've never seen him so humbled by someone in, in my life. Like the way that she she literally therapizes him during his art session. Mm. It's unbelievable. And she knows the different relationships and she knows the different kids and she knows how to speak to the one kid versus the other kid. And she obviously like brings out a lot in the children when they when they're in the art session. And and even just like how much they can learn from each other, like you say, in, a, in an art setting. So they're not an art therapy per se, but they come out of their understanding so much more about themselves. So let's just quickly talk about what, what are the benefits of art therapy? What what comes out of art therapy? What can one expect? So I think in the session itself, the benefits are coming for art therapy is that it does feel like a bit of a safer space. As we've said, it just offers that bridge between um, the inner world and, and what's going on in reality. I think the artwork often acts as a talisman of something to be proud of, of a trophy, of a, it could also be a transitional object, especially for children, when they're struggling to transition from one space to another space, that artwork can, can be a, a very tangible, physical thing that helps them through those two different areas of their life or even physical spaces from school to home to the sessions. Um, then there's also the fact that it can be a scapegoat. Um, so to just outpour and even be destructive um, and take any difficult feelings that you're feeling inside and express it on the paper so that it's no longer inside, but it's outside, which which also gives a big sense of relief. So it can also be a scapegoat on the other hand, um, which is a huge benefit. Um, and I've seen lots. I mean, I've had amazing uh, experiences of of watching patients destroy their artwork and how symbolic that was for what they were going through. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. This is the Healthy You Wealthy Show. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Healthy You Wealthy You Show with Adel Kosilski and Fagy Stern. This has definitely been a very enlightening conversation. And um, just off night, you saw Fagy and I like chatting away. Just how much like doing anything that's right-brained, like in art therapy, I find it very therapeutic, even at, you know, at the end of a stressful week to sit down and do diamond. I'm, I'm, I love art, done like lots of things and just self-express about love walking into an art shop, just finding all sorts of mediums and just doing whatever it is. 
and it, it 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 does a tremendous amount for you. And certainly, you know, um, as we said in the beginning of the show, it's now becoming something that people can embrace as a form of healing, um, you know, and and a very powerful one of that. So, if somebody would like to contact you, Gabriella, how can they? Um, I have a website. It's theArtTherapist.co.za. Um, my email address is info at theArtTherapist.co.za, or you can also contact me on gmendelson18 at gmail.com. Um, yeah. That's it. Any parting words? Two minutes. Take a pen and draw. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. Take a pen and draws a, you can go with that one. <laughs> I'm an art therapist. I'm used to putting, a, a, you, you took me, you took the words out of my mouth. You you made me a lot more words. I need to express myself on paper to give you a two minute reel. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for, for, for being here. It really, really has emphasized, certainly for me and I think for Fabi as well, just how important it is and that, that we are, we are privileged today to have so many more therapies that we can tap into to, to bring us the healing, just as, you know, as opposed to just take another tablet or, you know, stick it under the carpet and, and, and move along. We have so much more. So thank you very much for your, your time and your expertise. We've really enjoyed um, our conversation today. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Healthy You, Wealthy You show and 101.9 High FM.